Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. Welcome to the podcast. And today, I want to celebrate Mexico. I want to celebrate Mexico. Uh, uh, so many of you know I am, uh, you know, Mexican American. Um, but my childhood—I was born in Mexico. Uh, my childhood was spent in Mexico. Um, half of my life I was spent in Mexico, and the other half here in the U.S. I, I love my home. I love the U.S. Um, I'm very patriotic. I love the United States. I consider this my home. This is the place that you know received me as an immigrant when I came to this country and with open arms uh, and always going to honor this country. But I cannot forget my roots. I cannot forget where I come from. And it's important to always know because sometimes, particularly in this time and age, where um, the political lines are pretty much set in the, in, on, the, on the sand and people are making their own conclusions about the world and they're taking a stand or taking a side, it's important to know exactly the difference. It's important to know and um, that, you know, at the end of the day, nations are just the names we put ourselves, you know, with the, the classification we add to our names, to ourselves based on color, based on language, based on the place we live, based on some cultural background. But at the end of the day, we are human. We all are. And we all share the same place. You know, we live in the same neighborhood, which is Earth, which is this planet. And we all are neighbors. And we have so much in common that we have to share that. And I want to share that today here because, you know, I, I'm proud to be Mexican. I'm proud to be an American. You know, I'm proud to share both. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Mexico. My childhood was spent mostly in Mexico. My father is Mexican. My mother is um, Honduran. She's from Central America. My grandfather is from El Salvador. We come from a long line of immigrants, you know. you know, In my blood, there's a Jewish. There is also Arabs, um, you know, Lebanese. There are... Um, Basque. That's where my last name come from. So we're just a mixing of so many stuff, you know, so many places in the world. And we all can count that. And America is a melting pot. And we part of that melting pot. I, you know, my wife is Puerto Rican, uh, born, you know, in the U.S., but family from Puerto Rico. She also has Jewish roots, Arab roots, Spanish roots. So we all have a lot in common. And, uh, and we all share that. You know, we make this who we are as human beings. But being Mexican, it's, it's, it's one of the things that I'm so proud of. Even though in this time and age, it seems that being Mexican has been downsided by a lot of people, particularly by racist mindsets and, and people that tend to denigrate Mexicans. You know, you see all the time on the, on the comments. You know, every time you mention something about Mexico, somebody has to mention politics, has to pick Trump into the picture. Like that's, you know, like, like something that will change this, the, the course of history. Like the Mexicans are the people to blame. And of course, all the rhetoric that we heard about Mexicans being rapists and, you know, being the, the worst of the worst, which really it's an insult. And that's one of the reasons why I definitely never really liked Trump from the get-go. And I've got to be honest with you here. I'm not trying to be political, but I'm going to tell you why. Because I am Mexican. I am an immigrant in the U.S. And I have made a life in the U.S. And I have never taken advantage of people. I made my own wealth based on my work and, you know, I love and respect the laws of this country. And like me, there's millions and millions of Mexicans living in the U.S. that can share the same story. So, you know, it, it, you know, this is the thing, you know, people that do not know are going to emphasize certain things and mainly because they're frustrated with their own personal lives and their own personal decisions. So they try to find someone to blame because they're never to blame. You know, if you have if you haven't really taken opportunities in this country to be better 
then it's not on the people right next to you. It's on you. You know, we all have to take that ownership. Yes, there is also division. There's also racism. There's also other things that limit some people and some ethnicities. Yes, there is. And we cannot just say that, you know, be blinded about it. But um, the truth of the matter is that there's still this is a country of great opportunities and anyone can really take them. Uh, you have to work hard, perhaps more than others, but the opportunity is there. For all of us. But today I want to celebrate Mexico. I don't want to talk about anything else. Just I want to celebrate Mexico. Because to me, when I think about Mexico, particularly, you know, this this is the, the patriotic month. This is a mes patrio. That's how it's known in, in Spanish in Mexico. Um, this is the me- the month that we celebrate independence. You know, independence started back in 1810. That's when El Grito de Dolores or El Grito de Independencia, which is the cry of Dolores or the cry of independence. That was done uh, 1810, started in the, in the town of Dolores in Hidalgo, you know, in uh, the state of Hidalgo. And it went on. Uh, pretty much it went on for 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 you know quite some time it, it lasted you know more than a decade if i'm not mistaken until what 1821 yeah 1821 that's when the independence was finalized when the war was finalized you know spaniards in control and of course a lot of the, the people that were from the land indians and you know people that were native but also you have a new generation of people during that time people that they were um Pretty much mestizos. That's the name. They're people that they they were uh, Spaniard, you know, from you know from their parents were Spaniard, and but they were born in Mexico. And sometimes there was this mestizaje where there were Spaniards, you know, intermarrying with you know uh, natives and stuff like that. So they had this new generation of Mexicans that they 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 they, they were so dissatisfied with the taxing system that exists that the control of Spain. They had to pay tribute to Spain. Technically, the same independence that happened to the U.S. The same mindset. There's this new generation of people that didn't saw themselves as British, you know, talking about America, they saw themselves as Americans, you know, people from the new colonies. The same happens with Mexico. These people were dissatisfied because they didn't saw themselves as Spanish, the Spaniards, they saw themselves as Mexicanos, they saw themselves as Mexicans. Uh, they saw themselves as part of La Nueva España, the new Spain, they were part of this new uh, land, and, and they felt that there was a lot of unfair treatment. So that really prompted the independence. And Mexico has always had a history of wars and internal wars you know that's something that happens in the first century of mexican history um you know it was it was really heavy uh until technically the revolution war you know there was the the pretty much the wars in between but also the revolution that happened in the early 1900s and that really was the last war of Mexico. And then, of course, the, the, the progress started after, technically after the war, Mexico was devastated. Uh, there was a lot of problems. Mexico has lost by then, you know, big part of the, the country. Uh, to the U.S., you know, with the loss of Texas land, the loss of California, New Mexico, Arizona, places that oh, to this day, if you have, have never been in, in the U.S., and, you know, if I'm t- talking to the people who have never been here, uh, if you go to those places, you can see the big influence of Mexican culture, of Spanish culture, but mainly Mexican culture. Uh, you guys see all over the place. Uh, being in parts of Texas, parts of, uh, a, a, you know, parts of California. It's like you in Mexico, you know, definitely like the culture, the vibe, the names of the, the towns, the name of the city, you know, in this case, the streets, the architecture, uh, there's a big influence. And, you know, Mexico has always been a big part of our culture. Uh, part of American culture. And, you know, it's, it's back and forth because even though uh, in Mexico we have our own particular culture, um, we share so much with the U.S. and we admire so much of the American culture. You know, you're not going to hear this nowadays because everybody tried 
tries to take a lot of patriotic views and they say uh, nationalistic views more than patriotic and they say well we are better than this or better than that we're better than Mexicans and in Mexico say we're better than Americans but at the end of the day we I remember growing up we admire you know many of my kids or the, gener the kids that we grew up we admire American uh, pop culture we admire, admire American culture we watch American movies in black and white we enjoy the old classic all classic westerns you know it's always nice of course Mexicans were always portrayed as this you know dirty people you know that in, in the back row you know in the back rows or in, in the middle of the nowhere you know people that they uh, mischievous and alcoholics and all that kind of stuff but that was just the portrayal of that not the reality of it you know but it, it, we enjoy watching those those films of course comic books have always been a big part of mexican culture we love the superhero stories you know we also create our own heroes you know growing up i remember we we read a lot of stories of the luchadores and luchadores they had their own you know little uh comic books you know they have the the books that you can find in uh el santo you know uh, blue demon uh you have so many different ones back in when I growing up, it, you know, we enjoy that and we integrated that part into it. You know, Kaliman, that's another comic book, very famous. Uh, you know, so many, you know, we enjoy American culture and by movies, of course, and, and, and music. You know, music was a big part of it. Um, there was a big influence of rock and roll when it came out. So that was part of the culture also in Mexico. Um, we always were fascinated by by American sports, you know, growing up, you know, as a kid, I, I played soccer, like most kids, you know, football, as it's known in Mexico. I play football like so much, and as a kid, as a you know, if you're in elementary school, you're a little kid, you play football. That's just bottom line. But once you're getting older, when I was getting into middle school, um, La Secundaria and all that stuff, but prior to go to La Secundaria, which is middle school in Mexico, uh, and uh, I was already playing basketball. You know, I never, I'm not a tallest person, though I'm not really that tall, but uh, I play basketball. You know, we enjoy like many kids, and I really enjoy, and I remember those days back in the 90s or early 90s or in the 80s, you know, I'm, you know, there were teams that people love. In the 80s, I remember like um, my favorite team was the Celtics, the Boston Celtics for some reason. Uh, I enjoy the Boston Celtics, and then of course the uh, Chicago Bulls with, um, you know, in this case, Michael Jordan. He was pretty much the hero of everyone. But there were the time, you know, people loved, you know, the Phoenix sons and they have friends that they love uh you know in this case uh, magic johnson of course if people love uh, the la you're part of the lakers so you're a fan of the um, other like orlando uh, magic and of course with Shaq. so there were times where people were in love with all of these things and you know it was part of the culture and of course when i get really into between middle school and then high school then i started playing football and I really love American football. You know, I, my team was, you know, I love football since I was a kid. You know, I watched a lot of football. Joe Montana was a hero to me. Uh, and we, I, I, I play, you know, full American football and I still enjoy it. And then during that time in my, in the nineties, I started developing a, 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 you know, a likeness for the Broncos, the Denver Broncos. It was actually my second team after the 49ers. But, you know, even as a kid, we, we, we enjoy baseball. We watch a lot of baseball. The, the Dodgers was my favorite team. Fernando Valenzuela was playing that back then, so he was a hero for a lot of Mexicans. So, you know, Mexican culture has always been fascinated by American culture. You know, Mexicans have been fascinated by it. 
But that can be said also the same about Americans being fascinated by Mexican culture. It's in the food. You know, people love Mexican food or the variations that we have here in the U.S. of Mexican food. Not, not technically original Mexican food, but the variations. You know, Americans love Mexican food. They love going to Mexico. You know, they love the Mexican resorts. They love to go there. It's like the backyard of the U.S. People love to go to those places. They love how friendly people are in Mexico. They love to, you know, vacation over there. You can see that nowadays in YouTube. So many people like travel channels, people that live in Mexico, a lot of Americans live in Mexico and they share their experiences. There are good channels. I enjoy those channels because it brings good memories of Mexico and also the progress of Mexico and how Mexico is, you know, total different image of what you are presented in the media and Fox News or even CNN. MSNBC, you don't get those images there, and you don't get that image of Mexico. You're always going to get the news what really sells, which is somebody got killed, somebody got shot, you know, people, the cartels, and all that kind of stuff. It's all you ever going to see that. You're never going to see the good side. But Mexico, it's always been a culture, a country full of culture and full of color, and it has provided some of the greatest and most fascinating great artists of this generation, of, of pretty much of generations. Uh, but modern times, uh, they, they see that influence. Uh, in Nowadays, for example, you see that in the directors, that uh, you have many great filmmakers, they're making a name in Hollywood and around the world. You have people like Alfonso Cuaron, who, who did Roma, he won last year, uh, the you know nominated, and I think won some of the Oscars. Alfonso Cuaron, fantastic director, I love Roma, Roma, it's just a beautiful, you know, beautiful movie, you know, like the way he shot it, you know, you had Gonzalez Iñárritu, you had Guillermo del Toro, you had people like, uh, actors like Gael García Bernal, who also is a director, Diego Luna, who is making big strides, uh, people like Lubezki, uh, Luis Buñuel was a famous director for many years, he was born in the Spain, but he technically, he was Mexican, he naturalized Mexican, and he lived in Mexico, that's where he made his career. But you had so many, Alfonso Arau, you had so many great directors, uh, great cinematographers, you know, actresses like Salma Hayek. Actually, I can tell you one thing. This is a funny note. Not a funny note. This is just a fact. I went to school. Uh, I, I, was, I grew up. I was born in Quetzalcoatlcos, Veracruz, which is actually the town where Salma Hayek was born. So uh, her family... Are a very f important family in this city. It's a beautiful city uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, in the state of Veracruz, and um, they're they're from there. Uh, you know, they're, you know, they're Lebanese descent, but they're from there. And this family, uh, I went to school with many of her cousins. I know a lot of them, their family uh, in school. I went to school with them. Uh, very important people. You know, very financially successful. They have their own businesses. They they are really hard workers. Really nice people. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it is a, it, it's, you know, in this case, this country is a country full of people with so much talent. You know, even in the arts today, we have a lot of great artists that come from Mexico. They still work in the art and comic book industry. Great sculptors, you know, like, you know, in this case, Eric Sosa. I have talked about Eric Sosa for so long in my channel. I've reviewed many of his statues. This one in the beginning of this channel. And I've always talked about Eric Sosa. A great friend, born in Mexico City, uh, raised in the U.S., um, in, in, in California. But, you know, he has so many roots back to Mexico. He has been in Mexico. I, uh, uh, he has been a missionary as a Mormon missionary in, in Mexico. So he is a person that loves Mexico. He is very Mexican in his ways. Uh, but he's such a talented artist. Uh, and he's just a name to name so many of people there in Mexico, Mexican descent, that definitely have really shaped and continue to shape Mexican uh, culture and pretty much uh, pop culture in general. Um, I'm proud to be... Mexicano. I'm proud to be 
what I am. I'm proud to be of those part of my life. You know, that cannot be taken away. I love living in the U.S., but I love, you know, going back to my roots and remember and enjoying it. So this month is special for Mexicans. Of course, everything started on the 15th, uh, September 15th. That was Sunday night. It's called El Grito de Independencia. That's the cry for independence. It's always celebrated in every part of Mexico. If you have never been in Mexico, you should participate in one of these events. You go to the public plaza, which is always uh, right next to the the city hall or the, you know, in this case, the state capital, you know, offices. And normally the press, the biggest one is in the Zocalo, which is the center of Mexico City. And there's the Palacio Nacional, which is the national palace. And that's where the president, you know, goes out through the balcony. There's a balcony and he's caught. You know, says the words of independence, which is kind of nobody really knows exactly what happened. I'm going to have some notes for anyone here on the description of uh, people that want to know more about it. But he cries out the words of Hidalgo, who was the one that cried for independence, was uh, in this case a priest. Uh, but definitely nobody really knows because there was not really a detail. So it's just part of history. It has been done, I think, more traditionally. Uh, it's a tradition that has been done. And at uh, the end of the speech, of course, he rings the bell in celebration of independence. That's the crowd for independence. There's fireworks. People are dressing up. One funny note in Mexico and different in the U.S. In the U.S., people pretty much can wear the flag every time all year round. You can, you know, have flags everywhere, American flags. But in Mexico, the only month that you can do this is in September. Every other month, uh, it is prohibited to wear, even on your clothing, the Mexican flag, you know, because it is respected, it's honored as a national symbol, and no one can really, you know, fly it. You know, there is so much history behind that flag. We've been through so many wars. Mexico has been so many wars. And fighting for independence, and even after invasions of France and the U.S., we were able to, you know, Mexicans were able to to overcome you know they overcame uh but definitely that's you know there's so much uh it is considered as a sacred symbol of national pride so you cannot really wear it so but in september you're going to see the mexican flag everywhere Be people are so proud of being mexican there's a lot of celebration there's always food uh independence is like, kind of like an american and here in america we say fourth of july and the fourth of july is like a whole day event people go to the beach go do uh, like outdoor activities people go out they celebrate with their families a family-oriented thing you know there's fire Fireworks, but you know, if you go to Mexico, the fireworks are. It, it has like a semi-formal aspect of independence in the 15. It's a big, you know, like that, you know, but there also there's an informal aspect. And a lot of families are involved. Um, you know, it's not like a lot of people confuse Cinco de Mayo, which Independence Day of Mexico is not. It's just, uh, it's another port event. That's the Batalla de Puebla. That's a, a battle that was uh, won, um, Mexicans won uh, against the French army. But that's not the most important event in Mexican history. Not, not, it's not independence. Um but there's a big celebration. There's always food. There's a lot of dances. You know, a lot of people. There's a lot of Mexican pride. People wearing national. You know, like the. You know, in this case, the customs, old customs. You know, like wearing the traditional. Uh, you know, I would say clothing. You know, old clothing. You know, depending representing each state because each state has a, you know their their own particular clothing. So people celebrate. They eat their food. You know, it's it's fun. And of course, in September 16, early in the morning, is the big parade. There's parades all over the country. But the big Biggest parade. There's even parades here in the U.S. Mexican parades. I think there's one in Chicago, but there is a parade in Los Angeles that has been there for years. Um, I think over 60 some years uh, in East L.A. But uh, in Mexico City, there's a big military parade. It's a huge parade. It's a beautiful parade, actually. Uh, one of the most beautiful parades in the world, in my opinion. I've seen other parades, but definitely this is a big, big parade. Of course, you know, last year and this year, there were a lot of people who were having a, lot, a hard time with the parade uh, here in the U.S. With you know, because it's not a customary. But it's nothing wrong with parades. 
I think um, it's part of the, you know, the pride is taking pride of who you are. It's trying to, you know, cement that pride of, you know, national, and this is patriotic views more than nationalistic views. And Mexico has done it for generations. And we, I love parades. The military parade in Mexico City is the best. As a Mexican, that my views are really represented in the way I, I, I talk in this podcast and the way my videos are. I share my view, I share my, I share my childhood, and most of that has to do with living in Mexico uh, and the way I am. So in this month, I invite you to know more about Mexico, not just from what people say in the news or what the news tell you or what other people tell you, what people on Facebook that do not know anything about Mexico tell you, you know, experience it for yourself. You might not experience it by going to Mexico. You might not be able to afford to go to Mexico. Uh, but you can always know more about Mexico by YouTube. And YouTube. There's so many people sharing live. There's so many people sharing their videos where they share the experiences living in Mexico. And you know what? There's another way to know Mexico from a different site. It's not a documentary. There's people just walking, living a daily life, eating the Mexican food. So there's another way that you can share Mexico. You know, the influence of Mexico is always in everything, even in video games. You can see that in games like, you know, Red Dead Redemption, the original, which I enjoy that part of Mexico the, in the history, you know, like going to Mexico and fighting for revolution and all that stuff. It was it was nice, you know, part of the game I'd really enjoy. But, you know, but you got games like Guacamole, you know, like this or that. There's more like platformers, but with a Mexican vibe, with luchadores, which is a big part of Mexico. But you also see movies like Coco and all these movies that really represent aspects of Mexican culture. And it's good, you know, but movies like Roma and actors, you know, in this case, not actors, directors, film directors that have created some some of the greatest movies like, you know, in this case, Alfonso Cuarón, Guillermo del Toro, who is a fascinating director. And all of that, they come from their Mexican school uh, of filmmaking and the great movies that represent Mexico. There are so many great movies at that. So I invite you to to listen, to watch, to look for those documentaries. This is a one documentary that I really enjoy in, on in Netflix. That is the Taco Chronicles. Really fun because it really talks about the history of tacos. And in it really, every, each episode is emphasized at the particular taco. Everything was filmed in Mexico. So they have the, you know, they have the, um, everything is in Spanish, but they, they dub it. So definitely you have the, I don't think they dub it. They, I'm sorry, they have the the i forgot the the words you know i don't remember the word right now but they have the words and the, the credits and all that kind of stuff so you can uh really read it and watch it but it's fun because it really showcases and that side of mexican culture and tacos are a big part of it um you know the the, the difference of tacos real tacos not the ones we hear sometimes in the u.s are just kind of like not the real thing so it's very good. You can watch it. Definitely learn some how to make some tacos, perhaps. Uh, there are so many ways that you can learn, um, you know, and really know the true Mexico. Not only the Mexico that is here in the U.S. at the Taco Tuesday or, you know, the two-for-one margaritas or whatever. That is just part of Mexico, but it's not real, the real deal. It's not the real thing. And to really celebrate it, to watch some of the great movies, you know, like as a kid, I watched some of those classic, you know, black and white films from the, the golden age of Mexican filmmaking from, you know, like in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. You had uh, Jorge Negrete. You have um, all these great actors, uh, uh, you know, comedians like Cantinflas, Tintan, all these great, great, I would say, uh, movies of their era. Pedro Infante, all of them were fantastic. Maria Felix, all these are people that we love and we enjoy their films back in those days, black and white. They still, they're timeless films. And uh, some of the best and most beautiful classic films that really cemented the quality of the new generation now of filmmakers because they learned from that school. 
Um, and, and you know, it's just amazing. Enjoy that. You know, if you have the opportunity this month, you know, this this week, for example, just celebrate it that way. Uh, no more about Mexico. You know, documentaries. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. Get to know the real Mexico. You might not get to travel there, but you can experience it and learn more about it. And definitely that will open eyes to you uh, to know more about the artists, about the art. And why is it that these people, we are as we are because we are very artistic. We are because it's part of our culture. We grew up around it. We grew up around art. But once again, my friends, I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And I want to say before I let go, viva Mexico. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye.